Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, hello, hello. And a huge, huge welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Wardner, and I'm so happy to be bringing you this episode. This next hour and a bit of conversation is what happens when two people who are normally on opposite sides of the world see each other for the first time in a year and communicate via a means other than text. <laughs> My guest is, of course, Lindsay Kelk, the best-selling author, uh, her series of I Heart books, and also her current release, One in a Million, are frequently at the top of the book charts. She is also one half of the brilliant beauty podcast, Full Coverage, based out of LA with fellow Brit Harriet Hadfield, who is a makeup artist and also an excellent human being. And Lindsay is just the best and I can't say enough lovely things about her. What you are about to experience is what happened not only when we were you know seeing each other for the first time in a long while but also what happens when two women are quite delirious in the ongoing heat wave in London. It was a very very hot day and even we at the end of it looked at each other and said well that was weird. So buckle up Hold tight, it's a white knuckle ride of conversation. I'm going to direct you in the show notes to everything that Lindsay does, obviously, including all of her books, which are available in good high street bookstores or online book retailers. I'm going to put the links in the show notes to full coverage. If you aren't already, I really highly recommend you join the full coverage Facebook group um, on Facebook. Um, only after you've joined the Emma Gunn Show forum on Facebook, obviously. The link to that will be in the show notes too. But all the resources to Lindsay will be in the show notes on um, Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever it is that you might be streaming, downloading, and subscribing to this podcast. Um, that's all I'm going to say about the conversation because if I try and if I try and summarize it, you might, I might think, um, I might think it's bonkers, but you might. So I would just say. Go with it, friends. Go with it. If you listen to the Ruth Crilly episode a little while, you know exactly what you're in for. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And do let me know by emailing me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. Slide into DMs on social where I'm at Emma Guns. And let me know what you thought of the show. And obviously you can also do that wherever you download by clicking five stars and writing a little review. Here she is, Lindsay Kelk on The Emma Gunn Show. 
back by popular demand. Woo! It's Lindsay Cole. Oh my god! I'm giddy, <laughs> and I do believe I do believe strongly and emotionally powerfully in the um, power of audio. But I do feel sad <laughs> that we didn't. For the first time ever, I think I was sad that I wasn't being followed by a reality TV crew. Because I think our reunion in the street... It was, it was beautiful. I thought it was special. It was. I thought it was really special. Because, <laughs> listeners, um, you know we are family, pod family. Yeah. And we communicate almost exclusively via WhatsApp whilst mm-hmm. Lindsay is in LA and I am in... And Instagram direct message and Twitter and all email. Of everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so this is a delight because we're actually in the same room. Eye to eye. No, no not We have today. just spoken non-stop for 90 minutes. I kept looking at the clock and it kept going past. And I was like, oh, look, time keeps passing. Like, what's that all about? I was not expecting this. <laughs> I know. Just got a lot to say. I know. Well, we had conversations. We've just yep. been talking about crocodiles. Yes. And how they hold the key to eternal, eternal living. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this. According to an Uber driver that I had, whose name was Jeffrey, and he had yellow hair, and he was very charming, but his mum was a zookeeper, uh, and I, I don't know if anyone wants to know. And someone's going to write into you and say this is actual, not true. I will take on that dialogue. Uh, but yeah, he told me that they don't that uh, crocodiles, alligators don't actually age and die like other creatures because they just keep eating and growing and sustaining uh, until they can't sustain their being anymore because they're too big or they've gotten too big for their ecosystem and then they die. They just expire. Yeah, they just expire. Well, could So, my question to you is, could yeah. you, if you felt so inclined, buy a crocodile, yep. a baby crocodile, for yep. example, and just hatch a plan to um, breed and grow the biggest living crocodile? I mean, and then use it as a weapon. What you've done there, you've appealed to my competitive side mm-hmm. uh, because now I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also petrified of crocodiles and alligators. And I always have been and never oh, really know why. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just from Live and Let Die, the James Bond film. Like That was my first awareness of them. I've just always been convinced what that... What happens in that? He has to, like, jump over some. It's in New Orleans. I love New Orleans. It's set in New Orleans. I've and, never been. I must go. Oh, it'd be so good. That's next hashtag pod fam adventure excursion after the Hawaii one after the Hawaii one but yeah he has to like jump over them and it's he stands on their heads and it's quite larks but I'm, I've just always been convinced that it's one of the animals that would just like it'd have you for the sake of having you oh yeah there's no rhyme or reason it's no. just your I can get to you yeah chomp yeah and they're massive they're massive mm. they're so huge have you seen those videos where one like takes on a hippo I do sometimes get lost in a YouTube um, wormhole mm-hmm. of, and it's usually after a good like couple of hours of watching makeup tutorials. Okay, I thought so you were going to say like, bottles of wine. <laughs> no, oh that too. But it'll be like Nadine, Sam, Nick, <laughs> Caroline, and then all of a sudden it's like, I wonder if there's any footage of the largest living anaconda fighting with a crocodile. <laughs> and do you know what? You do tend to find something. Yeah, Maybe not yeah. exactly what you're after. I just, I yeah, I, I know it was a tangent, but I it's really thrown me. Also, they're they're cannibals. Yes, they eat each other. Yeah, that's another reason why they die. Strangely enough, oh. when they've been eaten by oh. the other one. <laughs> like, I highest were... cause of death is death. <laughs> yes. No, in, I thought in you meant crocodiles. if you eat another crocodile, Mother Nature goes, "Nah, you swine, <laughs> you're dead." But just that maybe I don't know. I've never asked one. I don't think so. They just you eat each other, don't they? Enough. They don't care. 
No, they're they're awful, awful things. Yeah. I never want to see one. But I am looking forward to the first brand that brings out like a neck cream using stem cells from crocodiles because it's bound to happen after this, isn't it? Someone's listening to this and they're going, lads, get down the lab, okay, get me a crocodile, make it snappy. Which brand? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I had to do it. I'm so sorry. Turn it off now. I'm so sorry. I will not. I will not. Um, it wrote itself. It did write itself. Yeah, um, oh and God. you are a writer, obviously. I'm a writer. Um, we I haven't trade. even had any booze yet. No, I know. <laughs> she said proudly. Shame. I know, I came up with that so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so who, which brand do you think would be the first brand to come Glam Glow. <laughs> I don't know why that just immediately was like... They'd swap glitter for crocodile yeah, scales. Yeah, crocodile scales. I don't, yeah, I don't know, or like Rodeol maybe. Oh yeah, well they've already got, they've um, got dragon's, dragon's blood. blood. Slash crocodile neck. Um, yeah, I it makes perfect sense. La Mer? They're already in the ocean. So, I mean, La Mer... Oh yeah, but crocodiles aren't they more like the salt water salt water ones? Bod- there's different of water. ones. There's different kinds. There was a shark in Cornwall yesterday, quite really? a big one. Yeah, there was footage on Twitter. Must What's be he it. doing there on his holidays? I don't know. I've watched a um, a fisherman say very vehemently into a camera before. I looked it in the eyes and it was a great white, <laughs> and he was from Cornwall. <laughs> Wasn't was it? But it just makes me think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think. It happened in Jaws too. The Revenge. Yeah, that's true. No. George, what was the Jaws 4, the one with Michael Caine and the Bahamas, <laughs> where the Great White went into waters much warmer than it could actually I'm much live more in. familiar with the Sharknado uh, franchise than anything after Jaws 1, to be honest. I've just seen the poster for the last ever Sharknado, and I think it's I'm called like, about it. The Last One. Yeah. Because it's like a dystopic future, right? A dystopian future where the sharks have taken over. Oh, I so don't. Like Planet of the Apes. Bitch sharks. Because I haven't really stayed abreast of Have you Sharknado. seen the first one? No, I'll tell you what... Because then you're good. No. I mean, there's a tornado and there are sharks yeah. in it because it yeah. manifests over the ocean. And Tara Reid, and that's really all you need to know. So I, so the last thing I think I saw, and I think I must have... It was, yeah, it was when I had insomnia and I would watch movies in the middle of the night. I think, Tara, did Tara Reid not give birth in the stomach of a shark... In the last one, <laughs> it's like, is, then, did this happen or is this a no, Emma no, Gunn's fever dream? Maybe. No, <laughs> did she give birth in the stomach of a shark that had eaten her? And did Iron Zeering then realise she was in the body of the dead shark, cut her out, and when she emerged, she had pants on? Excellent pronunciation, and I believe that yes, you're correct. That's coconuts. I firstly, I'd like to know how much cocaine the person was on that wrote that. Um, and secondly, that's creativity I could never even dream of. Because on the surface, Lindsay, it's flawed. It's flawed, but is it? I mean, yeah, it is. But yeah. it, or is it just like that good that it's genius we can't even comprehend? I've got, I have you got a bit like of a love room. for B movies. Yes, The Room is one of my favourite movies of all time. But I do love all those terrible, like Mega Shark versus. Oh, Mecca Octopus or whatever. I love all those movies. Because I can't conceive of it. I can't conceive of it, so I love it. I am so excited about a movie that I don't believe now is coming out until next year. (gasps) The Meg. No, I've seen posters for it. I've seen big billboards for it. It's out soon. I saw a trailer for it on Tuesday night when I was in the D-Box. I've seen a a billboard. D-Box. Well, it's it's for DX. 
okay. I think they call it 40X in the States. Yes. But over, in my local cinema, they call it D-Box. And I'm like... That's a bit funny. D-Box. <laughs> but it's where the seats vibrate, which makes it yeah, even funnier. I'm scared of But it. I saw a trailer for um, The Meg on Tuesday I night and I I don't know if squealed. I... Because I'm going to be terribly jet set, I don't know if I saw the billboards here or in the States. Um, but I've seen billboards recently. Just drop that in. I don't know if it was here or in LA. Yeah, so for context, Lucy, is it Lucy? Who's Lucy? Great. Oh my God. Gee, what is wrong with me at the moment? We haven't had a drink. I've just been saying to Lindsay, mm. who is my guest on the show, did I even introduce you? <laughs> no. I'll do it in the preamble. <laughs> I was saying something's not been right with me and we were talking about how it might mm. be the fault of the moon. Yeah. And I said, well, something's not right because I keep fluffing up my words, which as somebody, I recorded a podcast this morning it was a 26 habits one so yep. it was just me talking to the mic I made so many balls up oh, like, yeah. I, I know how to do this what's wrong I understand all of the planets are in retrograde I'm not super oh, super they? astrology I'll take a peek I'm vaguely interested you know I'm like oh okay I, I'd love to blame something for my problems fantastic mm. um, so I'll take a peek I, I don't mind having a little look and my friend is super super into it and worryingly, everything she said to me, I was like, oh, no, but that is happening right now with my life. But apparently, just like everything's in retrograde, like all of the planets, I know, everything. I know there's some stuff going down. And I said to you last yeah. night, I was walking home from dinner and the moon was shockingly large and red. Yeah, blood moon. Yeah, and not full. It's all got a bit Teen Wolf. <gasps> I can't, I just can't watch the I last know. six episodes because no. now Style's not in it. I, I can't do it. It's heartbreaking. I'm sorry that you've had to live through Teen Wolf twice. <laughs> Three is... times because my partner was working on it and then I watched it and now you're watching it. So what's happened is recently I started watching Teen Wolf on Netflix and yep. there were six series or seven series. Six. And I started watching it and then dropped into conversation on one of our many WhatsApps. Mm. Oh, I've just started watching Teen Wolf. And then you said, oh, I have experience of Teen Wolf. Yeah. And so every time something happens, I'd be like, Lindsay, what was she like in real life? It seems weird that she got written out. Did she decide that she was too big for the franchise? Yeah. Literally. So, yeah, you've had to... Mm, it's been good for me, though, because that, that is a very seldom used string to my bow, is my insider team of knowledge. It's rarely uh, useful, so it's been nice for me. Thank oh, you for I'm letting me exercise I've that. I've been able to help you flex that muscle. If anyone's got any questions, do write in, and I'll tell you off, stop, off, record, off the record. Also, if you... If you like me, and I believe like you, mm. gave you know a substantial amount of hours of your life to yeah. it and managed to get through the Dread Doctors yeah. and then realised that as soon as Styles was gone, you just couldn't yeah. keep up yeah. and you haven't finished it, even though they're all there to be watched. Please do write in because I just now that he's gone, I just... I felt like the end of the first part of season six anyway was a really good ending, so yes. I was fine with that. Yes. I just called it a day. Yeah, I don't know why they came back. It must have been... No. Con there was, there yeah, was obviously because they have 6A and 6B, and that was the end of 6A, and then they still had to do 6B. Oh, uh, that's what they That's how it airs in the States. It airs in two chunks. Every franchise? Mm, yeah, it was... Well, no, but Team Wolf, it was 5A, 5B, and 4A, oh. but we, so they were split into two sections, so it aired as sort of two mini-seasons rather than one whole long season. Oh, the only experience I've had of, it, of that happening before is Suits, but I thought that was because Megan USA left. do that a lot. Um, oh. with most of their shows <laughs> I love no, telly yes. I don't work in telly I don't write for if telly you did, but I do know a lot about telly if you did work in television yep. what um, what TV programme would you create <gasps> oh I don't know um, I would want to have a really awesome rom-com bunny group of friends 
goodness, yay thing. That's my pitch. That's what Netflix. If you're listening, bought um, it. Yeah, I just I would I I really love. Um, so my favorite show on TV probably right now is The Good Place. Oh, so good. Yeah, and I just I love it so much because it makes me so happy for 22 straight minutes every mm. week. It's a reliable, dependable. How good joyous, is Jamila Jamil, by the way? Oh, so good. She's my favorite. I'm deeply in love with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying oh. to. I'm, I might have done a little stalk a little light stalk around LA, but I, I, I feel like we'll be best friends within six months. I'm bringing her, bringing her into the pod fam. Um, but I think she's fantastic. And she's fantastic in the show. But everything about that show is just like solid, legitimate happiness. Mm. Um, and I would love to work on something that was so solidly good. Legitimately happy and pure. Yeah. Would you ever do a reality show? I would only uh, appear as the newest cast member of, Band- uh, cast member of Vanderpump Rules. That's Would you it. be a server or a hostess? You know, I don't know. Uh, I like to think I'd come in as, like, Lisa's friend. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Lindsay's just... going to be joining me for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I'd maybe... Could you get some goat balls? I could be Jiggy's handler. Goat the goat cheese, goat, balls. Cheese. <laughs> goat cheese balls are excellent. Be Jiggy's handler. I'm going to join it as Jiggy's dresser. That's going to be my job on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I worry for Jiggy. I think they should get him cloned. I'm almost certain that they have. I do not. I'm sure they have. Barbara, it's fifty thousand. Barbara Streisand's cloned her dogs. Was it her that said she cloned her dogs? I mean, when you're Barbara Streisand. Yeah, you'd have a few made just in case. If you just, it's just the things that when you've got money, there are things that you didn't yeah, it's know like that you could if you, do. You know, have you ever bought a pair of shoes or like a dress or something? You've loved it so much that you think, oh, I wish I'd gone and bought the same thing mm. twice when I bought it and got a backup because I love it that much. Mm. I feel like that's what she's doing with her dogs. Ah, but I've done that with shoes and clothes yeah. and each one, the cut is ever so slightly different. It's yeah. not like buying twins. I've done it too and because I'm a monster oh with makeup I've done it with makeup a million times I'm like oh I love this lipstick so much and what if they stop making it so I'm going to get two um, and then I just by the time I've got to the end of the first one or it's reached the end of its life I'm like eh there's new things now well I found my signature a massive waste of money I found my signature lipstick for the first time in my entire <gasps> life the other day I'm not actually I'm so wearing it today for you. it's in my handbag but I need to go and buy more Ooh. But this is something that comes up in your Facebook group, which is the Full Coverage Podcast Facebook group. Yes. Um, you've got over 2,000 members in that I group. I know that happened very recently. That's very exciting. Full the Coverage. Full Coverage Podcast. Cheeky plug. <laughs> well, I'm having you on the show. You're not really being cheeky. Slide it in. And um, I will put no links to Lindy in the show notes. <laughs> and I will also we'll be only, asking you to forget that you heard her. Only be linking to Crocodile Farms and the Meg. <laughs> crocodile Farms, uh, Crocodile Memes. Yeah. Um, and the like. Yes. So your Facebook group is amazing. And I, yeah, every now and again, will jump in and then text you and say, I'm sorry, am I stepping on your no, toes? No, it's amazing. You they love mind. it. Everyone loves it. It's the best. They're the nicest group of people. It's mm. so cool. And I love the fact that Caroline and Nadine are members because they're yeah. members of um, the Emma Gunn Show Forum as well. <laughs> they sometimes just rock up and just, particularly Caroline, <laughs> just like mic drop and leave. But someone put yeah. a post in there the other day and it was about... Um, I won't go into the details, but because if you want to join, you have to click the link in the show notes and I'll approve you. But basically it was like life decision and she was sort of suggesting something, you know, my boyfriend wouldn't do this. And Caroline just came in and went, bin him. 
<laughs> oh, you, sometimes you just need Caroline around. You, you need her for that. <laughs> she's very good on text. Yes, yes. And in the Facebook group, I mean, she's a queen to my people. She is like, I like to think I'm like a junior minister who's sort of keeping an eye on the country and Caroline just comes in and drops a decree and everyone's like, oh my God, she's incredible. And they're not she's wrong. She's so right. She's quite right. Uh, there's deep love for Caroline in that Facebook group. Totally. And I saw there was a post this morning that um, there quite a few of them are now beauty pet pen pals yes so they send each other yeah join our facebook group and people will like send you stuff well we will do eventually (laughs) yeah i mean not like literally that's not what happens you You have have to to make make a friend people you have to send stuff to them and then they say it's not a pyramid scheme it's just like sharing sheet masks what's the difference between a pyramid scheme and a ponzi scheme or are they the same thing um i don't know pyramid i don't know i think ponzi schemes worse (laughs) it sounds we could get like deeply into the bernie madoff but I don't, no one came here for financial advice from me, did they? I don't know what the Bernie Madoff thing is. That was a Ponzi scheme. Right. Yeah. Sure. Stole money from a lot of people. Makes note to read more. Yeah. Well, I feel like you could find that out from one of the Real Housewives franchises if you put your mind to it. I'm almost certain they all have money in with Bernie Madoff. Like, that seems about right. But who knows? And who am I to say such libelous things? Yeah. <laughs> so. None of the views held by Lindsay Kelp were supported or shared. <laughs> I'm not saying that like, they were in on it. I'm saying that maybe some of them lost money on bad investments. I'm just making myself super comfortable. No, it look, you look I'm like going into a lovely lean. Time. It's because yeah. I'm wearing... It's a really hot day. It's really hot. And I just... I, I, I think I'm on the verge of spontaneously combusting and it I don't even make a joke. It's very warm in this flat. It is very warm. It's lovely. It's very homely. I've en- I'm enjoying it. But yeah, it's just a very, very the hot day. The air conditioning day. is struggling. And the only way to keep it cool is to close the curtains. And I'm, I don't want to because it's, it's pretty and also it, it would be pitch black and weird yeah yeah <laughs> it is gorgeous floor to ceiling windows and we've got basically well if i wasn't sitting where i'm sitting i have an uninterrupted view of the shard yeah. i keep fidgeting i'm sorry it's just i'm in a fidgety mood today. it's fine fidget away i apologize it's, it's hot so the full coverage um facebook group is amazing and they um often talk about bulk buying and i think yes. it might have been in your group that somebody said they bulk bought a lipstick um when it was being discontinued yes. and is now storing some in the freezer yes and has was it yet... heather i think it's heather it's one of our og members possibly oh, heather she would, the og well she wouldn't um so we had a meetup uh the first meetup yes. earlier this year and heather came along she's one of our og again og the og call out heather um and og uh, of the fc <laughs> <laughs> she she has this amazing signature red lipstick um and she everyone was like oh my god Heather your lipstick's so amazing what is it and she was fully like I'm not telling you because they've discontinued it and whenever I see it I buy it and it's mine forever and no one else can have it uh but then she did share the wealth because you know full club full coverage is sharing is caring yeah uh and then people did buy it and then they would go on the group and go oh, I bought some and then she'd be like you bastards uh, because while she was happy to share the well she really wasn't happy to share the lipsticks I'm just on the edge of my seat because I want to know whether the integrity of the formula will be compromised by being frozen oh yeah I don't know but then will it survive like just time also it's just so difficult I've got I mean I've got so many lipsticks that I've yeah, worn yeah I've got ancient fine. lipsticks well I, do you know what I noticed the other day because I um, I really like the Glossier Matte Generation G lipsticks and I always travel with them because they're so little them. the little white ones okay we'll play with that after but one of them I really really like that it's just they're sort of more of a tint than a lipstick but they're in a lipstick sort of formula nice. um, but they're more of a blurred matte 
balmy effect type thing. Um, oh, it's just dirty talk with you. I love it so much. Uh, but one of them started to smell, and I got it out to put it on, and I was like, oh, what's that? I have a strange smell I can smell walking around town. And then about a minute later, I was like, hang on. Got the lipstick back out. I was like, oh, it's the lipstick. Did you give it a rub with an antibacterial wipe? Um, I'm, I did. I did. I should have just thrown it away and got a new one. And did you like get a, but, get a lighter and just burn it a little bit? Yeah, it was bit. like, be fine. Just scrape the top off and start again. Uh, I probably need to say goodbye to that. The packaging is cracked. I've cracked the packaging. I think maybe it's because um. the lipstick cases I'm, I'm lying to myself it's just like had its day uh but i'm like maybe because the case has been compromised that's why it smells a bit but it's not is it? it's just gone bad um but if it's a glossier lipstick like glossier's not been around long enough for that no stuff i know to well but technically aren't lipsticks supposed to expire after like six months or something no surely it's longer i don't know i've got mac lipsticks i've literally had for I've got a flat-out fabulous that's definitely five years old and there's nothing wrong with that MAC lipstick at all. One of the MAC... So years ago, MAC did a collaboration with Barbie. And I mean years, like over ten years ago. um, And there was a lipstick, I think it was called Sweet and Single. And it's the most (laughs) beautiful sort of... It's frost, but it's not frost. It's a very sweet, nudie pink, metallic, slightly metallic-y. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it was just like my favourite lipstick of all time and I will on occasion be like ah it's alright get it out now have you dropped back into the conversation because you had lunch with Terry Barber the other oh day oh my god Emma I don't know if I mentioned this but it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me apart from seeing you in the street earlier sure yeah. it was so exciting <laughs> I, d- I didn't I didn't know I was going to be having lunch with Terry Barber I was supposed to be meeting a friend that worked for Mac and then she just was casually like oh yeah Terry's there and not only that happened but she actually wasn't there when I got there it was Terry and uh, one of the press team that I didn't know. So then Fully was like, hi. And then said friend what showed up later. What did you say to Terry? Because I love Terry, but I, I do that thing where I can't have a normal conversation with him because he's Terry Barber. Me too. And I, I want him to like me very, very much. Yeah, so I just totally underplayed it and pretended that I haven't been fangirling over him for my entire adult life. And it took. I waited until we'd got to chatting about dildos and the like because he's the greatest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I brought that up. It wasn't him. He's lovely and very professional. Uh, and then casually dropped into a presentation about a Mac presentation that I went... Dropped into presentation? Dropped into conversation a presentation that I went to about 12 years ago that he gave where he told a story about doing Grace Jones's makeup and that she had told him to highlight her like a panther. <gasps> Um, and he and I was like, oh, this is really awkward, Terry. I, I'm, I'm, you're going to tell me it wasn't even you now, and this is so silly. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was at this presentation. And then he was like, no, yeah, yeah, babe, that was me. And then I was like, we're best friends now. But it was so awful. I was just, I'm so in awe of him. I think he's so incredibly talented. I yeah. love his palette. He's just on a collaboration I can see it over there on the table it's and gorgeous, I do want to open dude. it and it's put really my fingers beautiful. on it I've had my mitts in it and yet I haven't put it on my face yet which is so stupid because no, I'm too anxious I understand about it. that if I really like a palette chances are it won't get used like the bronze yeah. Estee Lauder have got the bronze pa- bronze yes, goddess palette the, the little moment. round one it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and lots of the summer palettes this season yeah. this summer have got um, very beautiful like aqua or they're all topaz. neutral with a uh, with pop a, of turquoise yeah all of them beach urban shade. decay beach the essay Laura, yeah. yeah goddess urban decay yeah. um the laura geller palette yeah. has got like yeah. a very shimmery metallic blue but i've got two of the bronze goddess ones because there's two slightly different ones one bigger one smaller 
and they are just sitting in my office on my desk like ornaments and I'm not yeah. going to touch them I've got the little one and I just like I to take them. it out and touch it sometimes and then I put it away again I open them I look at them I smell them because they smell like bronze goddess yeah they do I put them in my pocket I don't feel you know I but I and I use the mirror because I always when I'm working from home I will apply a lot of makeup yeah me too. Rather than work. <laughs> so it, it is work, kind of, not really. No, it's like, no, I'm opening my post and there's some new eyeliners. I'm like, right, well, I better, better stop filling out that invoice and put that eyeliner on immediately. on each eye. Otherwise, I'm yeah. just, you know, what am I doing? Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's reckless abandonment. Yeah. Just open the package and not it's use true. it. It's just foolish. Yes. So, but you enjoyed your time with Terry I very loved much. him so much. I loved him so much. Um... He's so great that I even got past the part where I would kept going like, it's Terry Barber, and then you would remember again. But he put me at ease so right away. He was so cool and he oh, was he so nice. He doesn't suffer any. I went to it. It was his. Oh, God, he kept giving so... me his chips. He gave me loads of chips because I, I didn't have any chips, and he was like, "Have a chip," and I was like, "Well, well, thank you." Oh no, that would make me love him. Did you have a plate of beef? Didn't have a plate of beef. He had the burger. Um, I it was the day after I'd arrived in London and I'm always feel a bit you know when you've been on a flight and you just feel a bit bloated and gross yeah uh, so I had the fish and then like massively regretted not having the burger when it came but I wouldn't have been able to eat it because I'm all like the no travel's awful plus with the everything in retrograde Everything. Everything's in retrograde, apparently. <laughs> so it's just, we've got flapjacks and gingerbread then. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like... I put on a classy spread for you I guns. I hadn't eaten and I was feeling... Well, actually, I lie. I bought some blueberries, but they didn't taste right. Oh, no. Oh, you can't have that because they, they go bad very quickly. Well, they're from M&S, though. I'd take them back. International I listeners, wouldn't. like, that's, that's the, <laughs> the apex. <of laughs> the apex opportunity for blueberries. Of um, fruit buying for yeah. tran- public transport. <laughs> and um, they just didn't taste right. And then I started to blame myself. I'm like, is this part of this whole, like, it's not feeling palate. 100%? Yeah. Have I lost my sense no, of taste No, you should have just now? got some Percy Pigs, and then you would have been fine. Consistency. I should have done. Yeah, you're not wrong. Fewer antioxidants, but more flavor crocodiles don't have antioxidants do they <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna yeah, come back to this they're oxidizing i just i i was so convinced by said jeffrey the uber driver because he was just Juba. so he knew everything like he was so smart about animals um because his mum was a zookeeper in florida um no that's how he got into it because i was like oh what brought you to la from florida and he was just like because it's shit and i was like oh all right have a minute jeffrey uh, but I, I don't know enough terrible, about Florida. Is I thought Florida was nice. I don't know enough about Florida, but my take on Florida is that there is far too many alligators for me to ever spend any uh, real time in Florida. When you when you and that's what I told him, <laughs> and that's how we got onto alligators. When you go on a Google search for where is Lindsay going to go on holiday next, when you get to the website is <laughs> is alligator population yeah, density? A yeah, seriously. <laughs> what um, are the factors? No, I one of my favourite places in the world is New Orleans, and in the swamps in New Orleans, they've got. I don't know if it's, it's alligators. Yeah, I dead vampires as well. That's dead, yes, I understand that too. Yeah. Um, I could take you on the vampire tour of New Orleans when we go because I can do the tour now. Are you I've joking? done it so many times. Yeah, the ghost tour, and I'm obsessed with it. Wait, like what? Mum, um, well, did you watch with this? I apologise to anyone listening to this, but did you watch the American Horror Story Coven series? Was that the that first was set one? in New Orleans? No, it was the one with all the witches. 
Is Emma Roberts with the witch and I just witch. I live for Jessica Lang's accent. Yes, Jessica Lang was a witch. She was mm. the supreme. Uh, so a lot of the stuff taken from that season that was set in New Orleans about witches was based on real stuff. So like Marie Laveau was a real person. And, um, was that Kathy Bates? No, that was Madame LaLaurie, who was also a real person. Uh, it was Angela... It's Angela... Bassett. Bassett was Marie Laveau. Oh. It was the voodoo queen. <gasps> um, we can go and visit her grave in New Orleans. But Madame LaLaurie was a real person and she was a socialite who was actually in real life apparently the most beautiful woman who'd ever lived. So uh, no offence to that Bates. way. I love Kathy no Bates. No offence, she's brilliant. But I remember reading something at the time and they were like, what? hang on though. Because um, she had, it was like a third husband, I think, who was Dr. Lullerie. And they had a mansion. The, 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 the laughs. The, the, yeah, the, the, the laughs. Uh, <laughs> so they had a mansion, which you, is still there. Um, but she was a socialite and they happened to... It's a terrible story that they went through a lot of slaves, which obviously was a thing mm-hmm. in America at the time. Um, and no one really said anything because they were rich and it was, you know, whatever, it's all, it's all fine. And then one night they were having a dinner party and a fire started in the house. So Uh-oh. all of the New Orleans homes, it's very like Interview with a Vampire, if you've seen it, they have the grand mansions, but then they all have courtyards. And a lot of this is because they had, there's been so many fires there in, in the past. Uh, so the kitchen and the stuff is further away so that they can stop it if there is a fire before it gets to the main house. Oh. So this fire started and because they're rich, poshos they were mm. like oh let's just move the dinner party into the street and be fabulous and they get the slaves to carry the table out and they just carry on the dinner party in the street and everyone's like oh ha, ha, ha. the fireman will start the fire everything is fine but what happened was the firemen came in the fire actually spread quite quickly and then they heard screaming coming from the attic and when they went up into the attic though they'd been experimenting on their slaves madame lollery and her doctor husband and i won't go into it but really very gruesome stuff uh, and this, they became aware that this was not going to be okay, and people came, they were like, uh, we need to have a quick word with you about this, so Madame Lollery and her husband uh, ran away. They ran away from New Orleans, they got on the, in their coach and bolted, and I think, I've heard different versions of what happened afterwards, like no one knew where they mm. ended up, they ended up in New York, there's rumours they were in Paris. Um, I'm sure that is a definitive answer, but the different tours I've done, that's the story mm. diverts there. Um, but that's, they, she was on horror story doing basically that like using slaves blood in her beauty regime and stuff yes, like that yes yes um, she should have been using crocodile skin yeah right and they were right down the road in yeah. the in the latent swamps but that's all real and like that mansion is still there and <gasps> it's terrifying uh nicholas cage bought it and it's said to be did. cursed and it was after he bought that that that's when all of his irs trouble kicked off and they became bankrupt and everything started going wrong in poor Nicolas Cage's life because it's because oh, that's of allegedly he, the Lullery curse and that's why he had to do all the movies that weren't yeah. that great and you could see him just like gritting his teeth thinking so many it's just another six I love Nicolas Cage I just will go and watch like Wild at Heart again and cry oh well if we're talking about Nicolas Cage movies <laughs> which we are now apparently <laughs> I'm so sorry I was telling you about alligators in New Orleans and I'm like eh do you know what's better like Nicholas terrifying Cage stories about real serial killers and Nicolas Cage um, face off oh I'd like to take his face off it's, it's one like, of my all time favourite films it's like looking in a mirror only <laughs> not face off and Con Air I've got a problem with Con Air why because it's just so I mean that is so so bad bye 
birthday. My birthday is July. I can't remember what day it is, but like July 14th, let's say, for example. It's like, I meet my daddy. It's such a great film. Um, oh, men in uniform. <laughs> I love that. Survives film. a plane crash. Yeah. At, is he a cross-dresser? Survives a plane crash. Stumbles out of the wreckage yep. to see lots of um, poli- policemen and ambulance servicemen. Mm-hmm. And his dying words are, oh, men in uniform. I I love that film. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my uni films, though. It was one we used to watch it all the time. Uh, no, Face Off, I just think it's John Woo. Yeah, fabulous. no, Face Off is a fantastic film. Con Although, Air is very much not a fantastic <laughs> film, but they're both brilliant in their own way. Not going to work on audio, but the thing with the face. <laughs> yeah, he'd like no, to take his face. No, 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 oh. sorry. The thing that John Travolta does to his kids where he puts oh, his hand he wipes his and hand Joe over Allen. his face. Yeah. Um, I went to my friend's birthday uh, a few years ago. It was my friend's mm-hmm. fiance's birthday. We hadn't met before. And he was wearing a blue glow stick around his neck. And I said, oh, is that the Tesseract? And he, immediately we were best friends. And then uh, within 30 seconds, we got into to face off. Yeah. And then now, not recently, but went through a phase of when we'd see each other, we'd do the thing with the <laughs> thing down each yeah, other's face. that's his gesture of love to his family. It's yeah. their intimate gesture as they wipe their hand, which I think is a bit weird. They just wipe your palm down your <laughs> beloved's face. An intimate gesture that involves the word wipe is yeah. just not okay with me. I know. I always think those things are weird. I used to work with Mary-Kate and Ashley on books years and years and years ago, and they had to send us like facts about themselves for a book. And they sent this one, which was really sweet, but also like, dead sad <laughs> they were like oh whenever we're doing events and we're really really nervous and scared because they were little kids they were like we hold each other we're always holding hands because we're scared so one will squeeze one's hand three times and the other one will squeeze it back four times so it'll be I love you and I love you too <gasps> and I was like uh, someone take these children out of the spotlight but they've done fine for themselves but I always thought that was a very sweet and intimate gesture that's really sweet and if, if I ever get in a position where I'm holding hands with one of them I know exactly what to do Oh, I don't know if you can have in on that bond, Lindsay. <laughs> I'd be like, with massive wide eyes and a gurning face, <laughs> squeezing her hand endlessly. Squeeze it back! I love you! Squeeze it back! It would be MK, because I was scared of Ashley. So it would only be MK. I couldn't tell them apart. Oh, I can. I know everything about them oh, from cripes. working with them, yeah. They're from, not identical. From working with from them. From working with them, that two times that I met them. They're not identical, you know. No, they're fraternal, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, bonkers. I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Olsen. I think she's excellent. Yeah, she's beautiful. Have you watched Wind River? Oh, my, it's just gone on to Netflix in the UK. Yeah, I just, I just watched it. Absolutely brilliant movie. Yeah. The bit in the middle, the flashback scene, <gasps> is heartbreaking. I, I, that was, I had to sort of I had have a hand in of, front of my I had weeks of being sad. Yeah. Thinking about that scene, because it's so beautifully... Awful. Yeah. Yeah. But the guy, the guy whose mm. name I always forget, but he was also the Punisher. John Berntold? Yeah, thanks. Mm. I felt really, no spoil. I won't spoil this, but I felt really bad because I had prejudged the character. Me too. And then I was like, oh. We'd all done it. But anyway, go watch it. It's brilliant. It is really good. And but it, like, uh, prepare thyself. Yeah. Um, Have someone whose hand you can squeeze three times while you're watching it. And squeeze it back four. Yeah. And not just go, what are you doing? That's the basic standard. In fact, and that's made me think about something. So... I did on Instagram, you know, they've got that new sticker function. I do, yeah. Yeah, because you've done it. <laughs> but I did it the other day and I was like, who would you like to have on the podcast? And obviously some people said... It's a very impressive list. Yeah, some people were basically, lots of Caroline Hirons. And she sent me a text message going, your listeners are really effing intelligent. Basically saying they're the best listeners ever because they just are saying me. And they said you. And then I had somebody say... 
um, I had a few people, or I had one person say it, I then replied, and then loads of people then DM'd me about that, saying I would really listen to that episode. And I feel like we've come onto this, which is to get somebody to talk about being single in your 30s and 40s and why actually it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And just to kind of destigmatize it. It's not a bad thing. I was single for a lot of my 30s. Um, from, How old are you now? I'm 30. I'll be 38 in October, so I'm just shy of 38. Uh, and I was single until I was 35, or just before 34, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> a terrible girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but I was single for like a good half of my 30s. And I noticed that. That was weird. So I was living, again, I just sound like a bellend, but I was living in New York then. And This is before you moved to LA. Before I moved to LA. And there was just, oh yeah, before I moved to LA, there was always... I noticed a shift. I noticed a very distinct shift. So I obviously was on social media. I was writing books. I was doing stuff. So I had a profile of sorts, like a very minor internet social. But do you know what I mean? Like I had an internet profile and um, I would tweet about the dates that I went on. I would tweet about being single and I would tweet about my mates and everything was fine. And everyone was like, you're living the sex in the city dream. All right up until about 32. Mm -hmm. And then there was a massive tidal like a shift in in the tide the tide turned was on it me. a sharknado it was a sharknado of uh judgment that like i felt it straight away and people started being like oh did it not work out again and like oh don't worry don't give up hope and it was really weird it went from being like we love living vicariously through your dating life and you're living our sex and the city dream mm. and we love it to being a bit like oh, don't worry, babes, it'll happen for you one day. It happened really quickly and people became very... And they were so relieved when I would go on a date and when I started seeing someone, they were so relieved. And I found that really strange. Mm. That it happened, that's when it happened. It was 32, between 32 and 33, people just suddenly were like, oh, are you okay? And it's like, well, yeah, this is through choice. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to not be in a... Mm inferior relationship or a not good enough relationship I'm very very happy with my life yeah but people were very desperate to put me in a box at that point as someone instead of someone who was having fun I became someone who couldn't get a relationship ah yeah okay so I found that really weird it happened without any of my input Mm. see I can't really blame other people for projecting onto me that there is this thing that I haven't been able to get because it's very socially acceptable to yeah settle down have a relationship it's like you know it's like right you get you get a boyfriend you move in together you get engaged you get married yeah. you have children it's very not that's formulaic. the deal that's the deal yeah but um so and it, i know so many friends who when they get engaged they say and then people are like when are you gonna get married yeah, and when you get married, married and they're gonna, gonna have, have a baby, baby. so yeah. it's just it happens at different levels but i must admit i do find um it, it's coming up more and the pool of eligible men that I think women who do find themselves single in their late 30s and 40s does tend to be quite small yes oh no that's entirely true um because you just think well yeah it's like the fish left in the barrel Mm. that are there for the shooting um (laughs) they're not the best fish anymore are they (laughs) like it's maybe not the best fish and I talk about this a lot with my girlfriends because a lot of my friends in New York are still single more than my friends in LA and more than Mm. my friends in London um and we talk about that a lot and one of the theories that we have on that is that we oh to share my theory on asked is that we were a generation that were very much encouraged to be ambitious mm-hmm. and encouraged to go out and chase what we wanted and get what we wanted career wise mm-hmm. and personally that perhaps wasn't 
relationship focused uh, and so we did that to the with the exclusion of concentrating on relationships and yeah. maybe the dudes in our life didn't feel comfortable with how ambitious and mm-hmm. uh, dedicated we were and I'm not saying that's hashtag not all men uh, but the ones that my friend group definitely encountered mm. and then when they had reached a certain point in their career and were like oh well now we're prepared to put more time into this other thing a lot of the men had gone so the men that were our age were dating younger mm-hmm. and the men that are older than us were the generation before us who got married mm-hmm. and who did what you just said so there was like a weird gap yeah where the men that right. would be our age group are already taken. Mm. And then the ones that are our age that we maybe didn't have time for when we were younger have just sort of gone to a younger generation. Do you think there's also like a primal thing whereby if you are um, in- an independent woman, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it without, without wanting to burst into song. But if you I will are... throw my hands up at you. <laughs> oh, please do. Sorry. No, please. We haven't had a drink. We haven't even had a drink, so but we are going to do karaoke later because yeah, if we, we don't, there's no point you having flown over no, from LA. No, I'll just go home tomorrow. Um, I will drive you to the airport. <laughs> I will escort. I won't even talk to you. I'll Rightly just so. dump you at the airport. <laughs> Departures. Just hit the horn outside. Rejected. <laughs> um, no, do you also think there's a primal thing of um, if you are supporting yourself, if you have a career and basically if you are then in a relationship there are fundamental sort of primal needs that a guy needs to have met like to be a provider and to be the more dominant potentially you know what I'm wearing I mean at. And I, at the risk of upsetting anyone or like people going like oh it's not true that's been my experience I've mm. found it very 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 difficult to meet men who are comfortable enough for me to be as ambitious and mm. independent as I am like I I loved my life in New York. I love my life now, but I was so happy. I built myself the most incredible family of supportive women. And that is one thing about New York, and I think London too, and I'm sure everywhere, but New York especially, you have to fight tooth and nail for your square inch of space. And let's just put this into context. You were working in London. Yes. And then... As a waitress in a cocktail bar. I wouldn't... That's where I met you. <laughs> um, I wouldn't... Well, I was in publishing. I was in publishing. So, so yeah. you were working in London in publishing. Yeah. And you were not an editor. What were you doing? I was a children's editor. Children's editor, yeah. that's it. And you were writing. And then you went to New York. And I'm not going to say on a whim, but an opportunity no. arose. And it was kind of a leap. Yes, it was huge. Yeah, I um, was living in London. I was with my partner. We'd been together seven years. Uh, we bought a house. Mm. We had all the things that I thought I should have. Mm-hmm. I was 27. And I got offered my book deal. And I got offered the job in New York at the same time. Saturn return. Yeah, right. 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 Um, it was the same week. And I, he had been away for work and he was coming home that weekend and I hadn't told him while he was away because I didn't think it was fair to put such big things on him uh-huh. and he knew I loved New York and he knew my dream was to write books and he knew I'd wanted to live mm-hmm. in New York if I could and he came home and I sat down and I was like basically this is what happened and we have the money from the book deal it's not a significant amount of money but it would support us for a year living the way we live if we wanted if you wanted to quit your job which he was really unhappy in mm-hmm. and I was like you could quit and come with me or you could just come for a month, a couple of months, see how you feel. And if you hate it, we'll come home. But we have these options suddenly, which we've never had. Mm. And we were both like, well, I was up to my neck in student <clears throat> debt, still graduate debt. Suddenly we had options for the first time in our lives. We met when I was 20. Um, and he just turned around and was like, no, you're all right. See ya. After seven years. And was just like, can't do it. And I, it was, you know what? The relationship wasn't in a good place. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fair in hindsight. Now I see that. 
Um, but we talked about it. We stayed friends, and a couple of years after, he was just like, yeah, I just couldn't cope. I didn't know what to do with it because you were suddenly making these giant leaps. Mm. And he didn't want to, and that's entirely fair. Like, if he had what he wanted, which was his job, his life... Not necessarily me, it turns out. Um, but he wanted that life. Mm. And I always wanted something else. And I you know, I don't know if I will always want something else, but I always want to feel like I'm doing something. Mm. I- One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Always need to feel like I am doing something. Um, and he, he didn't want to deal with that. And that's entirely fair. And I have come across that more times than I care to no with dudes. But I don't know if that's the men I'm choosing. I don't know if that's mm. the men I attract uh, it's. I yeah. find that side of it really interesting that the common denominator in those men is, in my experience, obviously, is me. Mm. Um, but I've seen that with my girlfriends too in New York. You know, they're women that fought so hard to get to where they're at, mm. and then a to find a dude that's happy to, or a man, got to call him a dude, uh, a man that can stand at the side of that and encourage you and make you bigger and make you better and push mm. you on, but is happy to do that and that you can do that for each other, I think that is a rare find. Mm-hmm. Probably for both of you to be able to find someone that mm. even. I'm, I'm feeling Beyonce right now. I feel like there's a lot of Beyonce songs about this. Um, but then They don't have lemonade at the karaoke bar we're going to have <laughs> really? already checked. Yeah. damn it. Um, but then I also think it's hard when you get to a certain age and when you've built a life for yourself so like so much of my life has taken up writing and then I'm also like I'll, I'll start a podcast because I'm not doing enough I'm like, oh, I'll and then I'll do another one on this other podcast yeah it's like <laughs> I just will always take on more stuff because I need that motivation mm-hmm. I need to feel that um, it's happening in my life that movement that forward movement like a shark I just feel like I always have or to be crocodile. or a crocodile <laughs> Um, and I think when I had all my friends in New York and I had my apartment and I loved it and my life and my life was so perfectly constructed by me for me, mm. it was hard to let anyone into that mm. as well. And I've heard that from friends too. And they've said, you know, a dude's got to be so, do you know how good a mm. man has got to be for me to make room for him in this life that I've created that's so the New great York for life me? Specifically. I mean, that was where it happened then, but I've got friends here the same. I have friends who, I have a friend who's been single for a while and she wanted to have a baby, and so she had a baby. She mm. did a donation and had a baby because she said the same thing. She's like, my life makes me so happy, mm. and I can't imagine. I want to do this and I can't imagine letting in someone that's not the right someone yeah. 
um, at, to the detriment of what is already so right in my life. Mm. So I'm just going to do this, and if the right guy comes along, awesome. And I was thought, I thought that yeah. was so brave and strong and awesome and incredible. And is she still having the time of her life? Yeah, she's so happy. She's so happy. It's That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I think it's definitely. It was very interesting that. Um, the response I had to that question sticker where somebody asked, you know, if you could get an expert on to talk about being single in your 30s and 40s. and I just totally hijacked that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I had strong feelings about no, it, Emma. No, because I don't think there's any... I don't think there's a definitive answer, but I also feel it's a little bit like a lot of things in that it's not a conversation that you hear loads. No. Which is why it was interesting that... It, and it's also come up in my Facebook group as well, because there's my Facebook yeah. group as well as Lindsay's. very good. It's very good. Thank you. Um... And it's just, I think there's quite a few, from what I've seen from the feedback I've been getting to the show, this isn't me sort of drawing any kind of generalisation, of women wanting to sort of be okay to admit it and say, I'm actually happy. Yeah. And Or either way, like, it's really hard, I think, to admit that you're happy to be on your own because people don't believe you and you mm. feel like you're putting on a brave face. And sometimes you are putting on a brave face because then there's also, it's okay to say, I do want to be with someone. Mm. Like, either is fine. I, that's, what I, that's what I don't get about society now yeah, is yeah. we're so... It's in, in everything, too. That it's like just You're not allowed to have either or. It's like, both things are okay. Generally speaking, I have friends both who, things are okay. I have friends who, when they're single, they're a nightmare, they spiral. And yeah. as soon as they get into a relationship, they're calmer, they're happier. Yeah. And so... It's obvious yeah, what they prefer. Yeah. It's obvious what they prefer. I also have friends who, when they get in a relationship, they doubt themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm a night. I I I can't do it. I'm just like I, there's too much to control. There's too much to deal with. <laughs> with this. And I think maybe because I'm personally high maintenance for me, that then yeah. I have to just shut off what I want and then just deal with the other person. Or, yeah, which you shouldn't have to do. Mm. So it's just it's an interesting topic and one that I do want to find an expert. But I don't. Yeah. Is there an expert? In is this? there an expert other than us? <laughs> obviously me other than um, you no I think you probably have to like actually just get 25 women on and uh, find out what their experience is that's true that uh, probably isn't there's a bad not going to be actually. I mean maybe there's someone that's already spoken to the hundreds of women that, that might be the expert but I don't think there is I maybe. think you would have to just get loads of women in and ask them what about someone like Oprah who's gone and done her own thing and Stedman's always been there I mean she knows everything she's an expert in everything so she, you could definitely get her in but I've obviously I mean we're emailing <laughs> I've I mean it's it's a one-way communication <laughs> yeah moment. but you asked you can still say <laughs> you know <laughs> I look at every email I send to Oprah and by Oprah I mean Oprah's people yeah. I look at every single one as putting it out into the universe yeah that's well she told you to do that so you're only she following did. orders but she I watched an interview with her where she was talking about she has she was getting married they were mm. planning a wedding and I think she was on her way to something and she said something to Stedman and she's just like I don't want this they're still together, yeah. but she just didn't want all of that governance. No, don't blame her. I, I think it's interesting, and this is a convenient segue into my new book. Uh, have you got, have you got, got a new book, book out? out? But <laughs> the character in the book, it is weird, this is weird because we did not plan this, but the character is very ambitious. She owns her own company, and um, the central romance in the book is with someone who is an introvert, and he like, just does his own thing. And I hadn't Dr. really thought Samuel about Page. it. Dr. Samuel Page. Paging Dr. Samuel Page. Um, <laughs> you can't page him, he's a historian, but he's not that kind of doctor. Uh, you could page him, he wouldn't come. Um, Does anyone have pages anymore? I like to think so. Probably hipsters. In ER. Yeah, <laughs> I just watched reruns the of the program. Yeah, um, somebody somebody tweeted recently, and they they they'd read it an early copy, and she tweeted saying like, "Oh, I absolutely loved it because it was I hadn't you know I was really enjoyed reading the story between mm. an alpha female and like 
a hot beta male. And I hadn't really thought about it, but I was like, yeah, I guess I did write that. That's my intention. Thank yes, you entirely, for That's entirely what I meant to do. Thank you for noticing and so perceptive. Um, but then I think that obviously that's a thing. And I can't imagine there are that many dudes or that many men who are just like, yeah, I'm a beta male. Cause that's, and then it's toxic masculinity and we're into toxic masculinity where they're not allowed to feel like they can be beta right that's a thing i keep reading about that on the internet oh do you are masculinity internet searching is far more highbrow than mine i just i can't go a day without shouting patriarchy misogyny or toxic masculinity that feels like i spend too much time on twitter though that's why see i'm still with the giant anacondas nice it's very 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 little actual video footage really yeah and i that's disappointing part of me is thinking if i do win the lottery it's just time to just drone the shit out of all of those areas yeah. Yeah. until I get that's what we're gonna do. the footage of the giant anaconda. Have you just tried watching the movie Anaconda and see if it's that's not the same. It's not the same. No. It's, I, I, it's not a believable snake. I just thought it might satisfy something in you. I mean, <laughs> it hit a spot, but it didn't quite... <laughs> I'm not suggesting you've got an anaconda fetish, but I'm just saying like it might put you on. My anaconda don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't want none of your fake anaconda, son. I, we, this has taken a turn. This has taken a turn. There there is not a drop of alcohol in our system. <laughs> well, maybe some residual alcohol. Did you I drink last caffeine. night? I did drink last night, but I stopped drinking at about nine, so it's definitely out by now. You weren't now. even trying. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, no, I had I, I had cafetiere coffee this morning. I had a macchiato at lunch because the person I was having lunch ordered one, and I didn't want to then just say, oh, I'll have a filter coffee. So I thought, oh, that sounds delicious. Is a macchiato just a short? Yes. It's like a, an espresso with steam milk over it I think because there's a macchiato or cortado it's all got very confusing like a cortado but with less coffee I think that's more milk I don't I don't know I don't know <laughs> I just go to the coffee shop on the end of the road and order what sounds fancy um, <laughs> and just take it I'm not bothered I've only recently started drinking coffee it's only really the last couple of years that I've ever drank coffee I might just do a potluck and just get every time I go into a coffee shop just say whatever you feel whatever feels yeah, right yeah dealer's choice yeah what do you think <laughs> what, do, what do I look like what today do, do I look like a cappuccino lover or I do I look more like a I don't. I just don't want to turn queen. into a coffee wanker because I, I think impossible Lindsay. the LA coffee orders get epic um, and I did listen to your podcast with amazing Paula from Paula's Choice. And when she was talking about her very detailed coffee order. Um, oh, that, I mean, even I was but like, I was what like, did you just say? I wouldn't mind one of those. And I was like, I can't, I'm from Doncaster. I can't go in and be like. Was it like a four shot wet something or Oh, it was like, yeah. It was like, well, and I used to work for someone that would make me go and get her a triple venti wet latte. And don't <laughs> ask someone to say wet. Don't. It's no, rude. No, it's I'm rude. So it's with really you. rude to ask anyone to say wet, wet on yeah. your behalf if it's for me. And I am prepared to put myself through that filth. That's on me. But I you always say ask your no assistant foam. To do it. Yeah, no foam. I don't say wet. I say no, no foam. FOMO. No FOMO. No <laughs> FOMO. But um, <laughs> and also, yeah, wet latte, venti wet latte, triple venti wet latte. So what's a trip? So there are three shots in a venti anyway. Yeah. So what's a triple venti? I think it just defeats the object. I think she's just over egging the pudding. Shots? No, I think it's probably just three. I don't think they would do three. My friend tried to get a quadruple latte when we were in vegas recently and they wouldn't do it in vegas <laughs> yeah they were like well we had to drive back to la uh, but they wouldn't but do if it. you want some meth in there well, yeah, exactly but then he was just like well but i'm just going to order two shots on top of the triple so then they were Take like a sit oh, and go on them in. yeah all right but they, apparently thought... some of them just won't do it in case you have a heart attack and die oh is that a real thing yeah because it's like that much caffeine oh, i should really i should really 
I should really cut down. I'm not supposed to drink caffeine as much as I do, and I do drink a lot. And it's I, I do feel it. Like, it makes my anxiety much worse, too. I can be like, oh, oh, that's not ideal, and then I have to sit down and have a quiet minute because I see, things I, get bad. I, I probably drink... So, a pod in my mm. machine... I run the water through it three times, so it's a lot. Oh, so okay. it's not. Okay, well, that's good. But then I probably have two of through. those before the gym. I always do an espresso before the gym. Yeah, because it does help. It does help, but you have to make. There are two things that it can do to you: a oh. coffee first thing in the morning. The second is improve <laughs> your performance in the gym. Uh, I don't have that problem. So you just have to make sure that you just factor in. A time period. Yeah, where you're like, right, I'm going to have the coffee, I'm going to do that, then I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, yeah, I don't have that problem. My system doesn't act that way, unfortunately. <laughs> just have a bit of We're just alluding milk. towards something, but yeah. I think I sent you one of my favourite texts that I've ever sent you yesterday when we were talking about something similar. Oh. <laughs> do you remember what I sent you? I mean, I'm not going to read it out. That would be very rude. Can I say it? Yeah, no, please do. Um, you, Lindsay was um, worried that she'd had a bit of a, um, a reaction to something she'd eaten. Yeah. And a couple of hours after she sent me the initial text, I just wrote one saying, have you sharted? Yeah, and I hadn't. No, I hadn't. and I was, so really I was really proud of you. I was genuinely really pleased for you. No, I, I am, since moving to LA, lactose intolerant. Uh, actually, no, <laughs> since moving to New York, they told me I was lactose intolerant. And I was fully like, no, I'm not. Don't be stupid. That's not a real thing Don Caster. in England. Yeah, from Donny. Love, just give me a full cow and I'll drink straight out the teat. Um, and then the doctor said try not eating any dairy for a week and after I'd fully just been like but cereals uh mm. I did not eat dairy for a week and it was like life-changing really <laughs> I was like oh oh so I have to go really easy on the old lactose <laughs> um it, it actually it does the opposite a lot of people it gives them the runs obviously but mm. I get bunged up because uh, lactose creates mucus in your system you know? so oh, this, it makes so me sexy. right it's hot it's so hot right now um, it makes me very I'm, I already have a nasally voice anyway but it makes me very very congested and it makes me not work it makes my tummy not work instead of working too hard so it stalls yeah but uh, now so because I don't have it at all if I do, and I foolishly had a yogurt granola for breakfast after I'd, that's what Tempting. I was communicating with you. Tempting, you were in a decent hotel, weren't you? I was in a fancy hotel in a, with a fancy person having breakfast, and I didn't trust myself to eat anything other than yogurt and granola. If the person is fancy, and you're not quite sure what your boundaries are, it's never a good idea to get, you, I, when I have eggs, it's runny yolks. Yeah. So that's why I always like to have something I can spoon into yeah, my Yeah, exactly. Face. I was like, this feels like an adult breakfast, even though it is what you would give a child. Yeah. Because um, the other options were like a full English yeah, so I'm going to eat something. muesli, which I won't... I'm not having anything to do with that. Why? I don't like it. Oh Slop. God, it's so good. It doesn't taste of anything. Nonsense. I make... Give me a bowl of Alpen any day. <laughs> oh, you animal. <laughs> I, I love birchim muesli. No, it's too fancy for the likes of me. <laughs> that's what I know. I love it. Genuinely. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a big fan of fruit and food, and I know that that's very polarising. I don't mind it. I just... Every time I've had birchim muesli, I've been disappointed. Um, I got sent <laughs> it's ridiculous. I got sent um, some chocolate recently by a brand, and Parker. Yeah, I know, and it was like <laughs> sea salt chocolate, and I thought, you know what, this is missing: fruit and nuts. <laughs> well, everyone's a fruit. So and I nut genuinely case. made a bain marie, melted it down. <laughs> Bashed up a load of almonds and put in a handful of raisins, that's and the then fanciest, cooled it. That's the fanciest response 
It's the fanciest and most ungrateful response to receiving <laughs> fancy chocolates that I've ever heard. Thank you for your chocolates, but I had to melt them down and make them better. I had to buy them. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I didn't mean to be so awful. Get your son down the shop and get some fruit and nut. But that is ghastly, isn't it? I should have just gone and spent it's pretty 60p funny, on a fruit and nut cabaret. But did you feel like you were, did you, when you were doing it, did you talk out loud as though you were doing it on a cooking programme? Yeah, and I bought a food processor the other day and that's changed everything like literally a week ago although I was obviously the reason why I bought a food processor is because I thought if I can if I can cut vegetables at high speeds into very small pieces that will surely mean that I will lose weight I I understand that you understand the logic that entirely I feel like every meal is going to be coleslaw it's like <laughs> when I sign up to the Weight Watchers app yes and then get on the scales and go what because yes. nothing changes you have to actually do stuff. Yeah. So I bought a food processor the other day, and I've been talking to Jules von Hepp. Have you met Jules yet? I haven't. I this haven't, and I feel deprived. Um, you, you are? Yeah. Um, and I was talking to him about it, and he was like, oh, I'm on the same page as you, darling. I'm thinking about making my own hummus. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we just had one of those ridiculous conversations that means that we're definitely, well, he's in his 30s, I'm in my 40s. And then, I, and then I was like, screw it, on Saturday. I was like, I'm going to go and buy a food processor. So I went and bought a food processor. <laughs> Did you get it from John Lewis? I didn't, I got it from Debenhams. Oh, okay, good. Um, Just checking, don't know why. I love a bit of Debenhams. Yeah, um, fuck wrong. And um, I was like, right, I'm going to make a gazpacho. And I thought, <laughs> I know what's in gazpacho. Onions, garlic, tomatoes. True. So I just whizzed all of that up, put it in the fridge with some stock cooled it and then had it for dinner had a terrible stomach ache and was telling Jules and he was like you know that the basis of gazpacho is olive oil and bread and I just I'd done it from what I from what it looked like and yeah. I hadn't actually made gazpacho I just made very finely milled garlicky Chopped potent tomatoes, yeah. salsa and make myself <laughs> sick <laughs> well but in a way it had the desired result yeah yeah because yeah. I was vacated of all <laughs> Oh, the Emma Guns diet. <laughs> Lose weight the Emma Guns way. Well, I've been going to the gym every day, she says. <laughs> no, she's been poisoning herself with tomatoes and onions. And raw onion and garlic. Yeah, I, I told Ian Marber and he just was like, you absolute idiot. Literally his job to do. You've just to eaten not liquid that. garlic and onions. Of course you're not feeling very well. It's really good for your immune system though, right? Well, that's what I think. But then I must admit my BO has been a bit funky this week. <laughs> I didn't like to say. <laughs> oh, no, please, I'm so paranoid. I'm joking, I'm joking. I just <laughs> smelled my armpit. Um, <clears throat> you just watched me Febreze a dress to wear True. to a nice dinner. <laughs> For the purposes of um, good moral standing, um, the Emma Gunn Show does not support fad diets or no, any extreme silly diets. The fact that I am a stupid person. Yeah. Who, and then none of this would have happened if Chris Pratt was my boyfriend. No, he would have known. He would have said, Emma, eat this chicken breast and <laughs> stop it. And then he would have probably just cradled your head gently wiped his hand down your face uh, and squeezed, squeezed my your hand three times <laughs> yeah it would be amazing yeah he's so selfish not being your boyfriend well again so going back to that ever so slightly i was having a conversation with uh, another friend the Chris other day because i have others unfortunately <laughs> i've dm'd him a thousand Refused times to accept it. i haven't um i yeah, was talking about like my ideal boyfriend partner and it would be Chris, well, obviously, Chris Pratt. <laughs> it would just be Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, what I'm, but we were just saying Chris that Chris Evans. 
Oh no, he he's my screensaver on my gem. laptop. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I feel like he's your. I feel like he's less yesterday's news to you. No, I'm so fickle. It would be somebody who had was busy living their own life. Cold Chris. Cold, cold Chris, who was also in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I mean, you've got a relatively wide field to play Hemsworth. with. Yeah. He looks very, very happy with... Um, is it, also Pataki. Uh, and also, I reckon she could beat the shit out of me. She's I got reckon that, she could beat yeah. the shit out of anyone. You'd she, have to. You'd have to if you were married to Chris Hemsworth. She looks nice. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's very dainty, very petite, very beautiful. But I think she's got some feral fighting style I feel on. like it would be, you'd be having a lovely time and then he'd go to the toilet and she'd just lean across the table with a really big smile on her face and be like, back off. And I think that would be it. And you'd be like, okay. Or she'd use your hair and yank, yank your hair and smash oh, your face into the table. That would hurt. That would sting. I, you'd have to, I would, pro- if I was married to Chris Hemsworth, I'd probably take up Krav Maga or something. <laughs> you'd have to. That's the, I think, is it worth the stress? Chris Hemsworth, yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd struggle through. I'd power through. Somehow I'd muddle through the uh, but is agony. It because I just, like, would you, you just wouldn't, every time they left the house. Yeah, but like. And you'd keep having to say, I trust you. It's the other people I, it's, it's them they I don't trust. But I feel like you hear it from normal people, from normals anyway. So you may as well be feeling anxious about it being Chris Hemsworth. Because at least then you've had a go on Chris Hemsworth and that will always, <laughs> you can't take that away from you at that point. That'll keep you warm in your old age. I remember when I um, got my first job on a magazine and it was like, I was telling you before we started recording, it was a bit of a Cinderella moment. I'd been working on local newspapers, did work experience, made a good impression. Don't know how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once I was through probation, that went down. wasn't eating gazpacho. Um, no, I made gazpacho for everybody. <laughs> um... And I went in on my first day and it felt like this isn't real. This isn't actually my life because yeah. this is this this should be someone else's life. This is like something out of a movie. And I sat down at my desk, I got my pass, and I remember thinking, even if they throw me out at lunchtime, I was still here for half a day. That's you can't so nice. take that. I'm, it's still on my CV. Like yeah. it's still they, li- I did they it. can't take that away from you. No, they can't. That is, what <laughs> song is that? That's that, that's the song they can't take that away from you, isn't it? I don't know. Can't take We'll do that one. We'll at do that at karaoke. Well. And we'll let you know. We'll, we'll make update a list. you. We need to get Nadine to come along. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm here. That's why I came to England. <laughs> that's why you flew, <laughs> flew from LA <laughs> yeah. for Nadine's birthday. Yeah. She she is quite keen to do karaoke, but I think we're going to have to create a splinter cell. I it's fine. That's not my first time this week doing that. So <laughs> it's not my first time in the last twenty four hours doing that. So. I know. I felt I felt betrayed yesterday when I looked at your social media. It was not oh. planned. Mm. And you didn't, and you thought about me the whole time. Yeah, obviously, I just kept saying this one's for Emma. And it was physical; it wasn't emotional. No, it, it was, it was, there was nothing in it whatsoever. Yeah, no. So I think somebody who's got their own stuff going on, who doesn't need me to like ball up their socks or do their laundry, because <laughs> I can barely manage my own. No, I know. Um, and I don't have to see all the time. So actually, for me, a long distance relationship is something I'm open Your to. Your ideal relationship, much like my own, would be with a professional wrestler. I hate to tell you. If it was The Rock. I mean, yeah, it could be. Because they're away all the time. They're only home tops two days a week. Sure. Probably closer to 36 hours. Right. You're clear in six foot, probably, on average. Mm -hmm. They're probably, like, pretty fit. Yeah. And also, like, 
muscly. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, bare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They throw people around for a living, so they can throw you around. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Uh, and I have to say, all the ones that I've interviewed in the last couple of years, because my name is Lindsay and I love professional wrestling. Which um, is why you have a second podcast called Tights and Fights. Right, guest host, I can't claim that, but uh, I do pop in. It's fantastic. Check us out. Um, it's uh, Links will be in the show notes. Yeah, the, the, or everyone I've met, I think there is a preconceived notion about wrestlers, and some of them absolutely certainly live up to that stereotype but many of them as exemplified by the rock by john cena all these people that are building breakout careers are hard-working dedicated smart genuine uh, they are i have had such great times uh working hanging out with these people and i just really don't know when's the right time to start telling them that we need to get married Oh, it never comes up just that turn it's the right them time. A, a business card yeah, at the, the end. end. <laughs> it's like, well, because uh, like, routinely, on <laughs> depending on what I'm doing, because if it's for the podcast, you need to get a photo so the podcast can use it yeah. on social media. And it'll be like, oh, sorry, this is so awkward, but could we get a photo? And while we're getting that photo, just whisper it then, maybe. It also could be um, like in, in America when you get served. Obviously, that's not a thing over yeah. here. <laughs> but you could hand, say, oh, this is my business card. And, and by then, taking oh, it. By taking this, you have, you have entered into the contract of marriage. I do! It would be amazing. Or you could just start showing up for the interviews in a wedding dress. Seeing Why if anyone I mean, bites. Be, be cool, Lindsay. Like, don't overdo it. I don't know. I just feel like I've been cool. It's not worked. I don't th- I think there's obviously a correlation between physical um and i don't want to say excellence because but there's a correlation between wrestling mm-hmm. bodybuilding mm-hmm. hollywood yeah and being really really good at making a lot of money yes yeah well and, and the rock talked about this in a bunch of things and i know people that have worked with him or worked with john cena on stuff um through people i know in la mm. and they've all said that they are the hardest working actors on the set they're there on time they know their lines that because that's what in wrestling like you tra- you're constantly traveling you get your notes on what you're doing on the day you have to learn it then and there you have to take care of someone else's health and safety mm. while you're do- you're responsible for another human you're also responsible for this fast paced storyline things change it's not choreographed <laughs> for the most part <laughs> oh you should see her face no it's because that's the question that gets asked all the time it's scripted yes right. the storylines are scripted but the actual matches themselves are mm. very very rarely ever choreographed if there's a specific spot or there's one thing that's very difficult or high risk or something maybe they'll like try Mm. it out but for the most part um the it's the spots uh but the big moments the beats of the match are predetermined but then the rest of it they call on the fly for the most part Ah, that's really i never really understood how it worked well that's what i find so fascinating about it that they you have to be such an athlete to be able to do it and you have to be so quick because usually the heel who's the bad guy calls the match during the match i've just heard about this i was listening to Dwayne. yes i call him Dwayne. you you would on oprah's podcast on the way here yeah and he was pretty much i mean he was a great heel but he was a bigger baby face um, so heel's bad guy? Yes. And baby faces? Good guy. So you're heel, oh, so heel or face? Oh, fine. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, God, what a, what a yeah and I, that's, that, that's the kind of stuff of it that's so fascinating, of like that the heel usually calls the match, unless it's like a big celebrity wrestler, sort of if it's very someone of very high stature, they'll take the reins and call it. Like there's a very clear hierarchy in the industry. Mm. It's very, very respectful. Uh, it's, it's fascinating the politics of it is fascinating this. it's a whole world yeah I remember I, one of my friends at school I used to go and do sleepovers and we must have been talking 12, 13 she was uh, she had older brothers and they were massively into wrestling but it was WWF yeah. then right yes it was the same company yeah and it was Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker I'm sure yeah 
Yeah. That's so I was like, yeah, that looks like fun. I didn't like The Undertaker because he was a bad guy. He was a heel, obviously. Oh, but he's so great, though. I don't know. I wonder what he looks like out of... Does he look exactly I can the show same? You. Yeah, well, he just sort of looks like he's a Christian biker, kind of. Oh. Yeah. Sons of Old anarchy, Mark. but a bit more disciplined. Yeah, with, like, a new hip. Um, so will one of your books, because let's not forget that you have a book I've got out. Book, I've got a book. <laughs> I mentioned the book and then failed to mention the book. It was pretty impressive. Well, all we need to know is that you need to read the book, because obviously when I did my 26 Habits and I got in, back into the habit of, of reading. Um, reading books, I read One in a Million. And it's excellent. Thanks. And everyone should read it. Thank you. I've heard that. <laughs> and I've had a few... Who was it on... I think, again, in the Facebook group, people saying, anyone recommend any summer reads? Yeah. I want to get back into reading. And I've recommended it so many times, and people are like, oh, my God, I'm now, like, um, racing through the iHeart series. Oh, that's so nice. I'm, I'm still it makes em- me happy when they make people happy. I am still embarrassed about the time I sent you a text message from the bath saying, I'm in the bath reading I Love Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll take it. I mean, I don't care where you read it. Read, read away, people. Read I'm just away. Sorry that I got the name of it wrong. Just don't I like. Love... No, it's fine. It's, it's not. It's not the first time. Just like, don't pirate it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Get it from oh, your sorry. library. I shouldn't photocopy it and stand and Try hand it to. out at Oxford Circus. To. I mean, that's a sampling exercise. So as long as you don't do the whole thing, that would be great, probably. <laughs> um, it's all about recruiting new readers. But no, it makes me really, really happy to do something that makes people happy. Do you, because actually, and this is talking about your books and Aaron, <laughs> um, you have often said, and I asked you the last time you were on the show, you've often said that it's a surprise to people how not autobiographical they are. Yes. And I must admit, as somebody who has sat down to write before, and people do say, write what you know, yep. um, I cannot sit down and try to write without making it autobiographical mm-hmm. and... I always, there are two sides to every story and then there's a truth so I yep. don't ever want and I think that's a quote from Lisa Vanderpump um, <sighs> but for that reason I would never want to write something like set in a magazine office okay. because it would be my version of events and yep. that wouldn't be the truth that would be my interpretation of well, the Well I mean your, your version of events and your truth is valid mm-hmm. uh, never forget that Thanks, your man. truth is valid spent a lot of money on therapy to be able to tell you that um I so when I wrote my first book I was with my ex I was in my job I wasn't especially happy with and I was pretty miserable I was in a lot of debt from just standard graduate loan debt in a low-paying industry wasn't having the best of times mm. and it was my anywhere but here fantasy and I think people get confused because I then moved to New York so mm. obviously of course you would assume that it's then a book based yeah. on what I did why would you not assume that but it actually I, I wrote it um over a year before the job offer came up uh, and then weirdly it published sort of two three weeks before I moved to New York uh, which was so bonkers. weird yeah it was really weird you created your own reality yeah I uh, manifested that shit <laughs> um but yeah Can it you was, say it like you believe it right I manifested um, that shit but that was it for me and I think that's also a very powerful tool if you're trying to write something and you don't want to write where you are especially if you're not especially happy with where you are which mm-hmm. is what I was so so where would you rather be what would you have and if you can feel it that strongly as and I could like so deeply didn't want to be in my situation that it was very very not easy but clear to me mm. what I would write as sort of a fantasy mm. life version of myself um, and that was I Heart New York. And then once I'd done one, the characters were just alive and it was real. And then for each standalone after that, it was very much like 
what do I want to read? What do I want to be, read, have now? Mm. Like, that's what I do when I write. It's just trying to tell a real story that's not real. <laughs> but I want it to feel real. I want no, it to feel, feel genuine and like something that's relatable that's happened to me or happening yeah. to my friends. And even if they spiral off into shenanigans, like they're always <laughs> grounded in like, this is a real thing. Yeah. They're so... And okay, I've thought about it. Am I just being biased because you're my friend? But I've read other friends, or I've consumed <laughs> my other friends' stuff before, and I haven't really understood it. But I like maybe because we use very similar vocabulary and have very Could similar cultural references. Like <laughs> you, me, and Nadine just have to off. reference one scene. <laughs> like we were talking earlier, and I was said something, and Lindsay just goes, "It's not about the pastor." And if you watch Vanderpump Rules, you'll know how that may basically made that conversation very efficient and very yeah. short. I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I meant." Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why. But I find them absolutely delightful to read I love thank your books you. oh my god thank I you. have them all write more oh my god I'm like totally writing more and then come and live in my building that I live in okay I'll do that okay I mean I have to pack my suitcase that's gonna take a minute but okay I just think it would be really fun and then we'll get we the reality like friends it would be amazing yeah we'll get the reality uh, show we'll get Andy Cohen to buy yep. into it and we'll be like yep. we are so entertaining you are yeah. going to be in for... You, who wouldn't want to watch a camera just sat watching <laughs> us talk about telly? And, talk about telly uh, and then sit in silence watching TV. <laughs> it would be like Gogglebox, but not... Let's do these last six episodes of Teen Wolf. Let's get to the finale. We <laughs> owe it to Lydia. Two. That's season two. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Powering through for Lydia. That's um, the subtitle. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would power through for her because, yeah. A, she's got amazing she's so lips. beautiful. You've seen her in the flesh as well. Yeah, and you, she's gorgeous. And you said uh, what so many people say about celebrities when they see them in the flesh, which is, oh, my God, she's tiny. She's tiny and she had no voice and... Um, she had to have a notepad where she was like writing things down to people because she literally wasn't allowed to speak. She had no voice. I felt so sorry for her, and I don't I mean, know her in the slightest, so I really want to give her a hug. Alert. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I assumed it was related. I assumed it was a banshee-related injury, but, I mean, I don't know. Her insurance premium yeah. at Teen Wolf was massive. I know, I was like, you want to bring roof. that down. You want to bring that down an octave or two lids. Uh, I didn't say that because it's not it's not real. Lids. Lids. Old lids. <laughs> Lydia. Lydia. What's her real name? Holland, Holland Roden. Roden? And she's yeah. really good friends with Colton Haynes who just disappeared. Well, but now he's like famous on the internet. And yeah, and he's been a... I think he was a judge on um, RuPaul's Drag he's Race. He's been on something makes else royalty. recently as well and I can't remember what it is and I feel really bad but he has been on something recently I can't remember what it is. Also, you said about becoming really good friends with Jamila Jamil which I think we should make happen. Yes. I didn't... I saw Let's her... put that on the vision board. She was at a big Elizabeth Arden party about seven years ago in London that I was at. And we they had, um, I forget where it was, but it was basically like a summer party in the after, afternoon, evening. And they had like blackjack tables and mm. roulette tables and stuff like that. And I stood next to her at a roulette table and okay, was like, thanks. she's tall, she's pretty. I should go and talk to her. I shan't. She's tall, she's pretty, she won't like me. Yeah, so, yeah I was going to say, that's the process I get when I see a tall, pretty person. So yeah. Very and now I'm regretting it because I feel like... You could be best mates now. You could have been like, oh, I'll just WhatsApp her and tell her to hang out with you. Yeah. And you can't though now. No, it, uh, I missed my chance. So any time I see anyone now, I just make friends with them and give them my card. Good call. And enter into the contract of and marriage. And on the back of it, it says, <laughs> I will marry you. Wait, wait, nice, nice. Um, but we should, I should come out to LA because I feel like we do need to do a tour of um, celebrity mansions. Yes. And I now need to come to New Orleans with you too. Yes. And also, uh, Tom Tom has opened. I have it on good authority that Lisa Vanderpump's new bar 
managed by the two Toms. Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartzy. Uh, it's open. So we need to do the Vanderbilt triangle of Sir Pump, Tom Tom. Are they close to each other? Sir and Pump are like at, on the same street. I believe Tom Tom is as well. I'm not oh. sure. Well, technically it's on the next street, but it's on the corner. Okay. Sir's on Robertson and Pump's on Santa Monica? Sh- I'm saying it? that as though... Santa like, Monica Boulevard? Yeah. I think I went there once. Uh, in West Hollywood, it's uh, affectionately known as yeah, <laughs> South Philadelphia. Uh, it's affectionately known as Boys Town, in the area where Pump is. With a Z? I don't know. I don't think it needs to be that. It's just you said like it like it was a Z. Boys Town. Hella gay in the best possible way. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. I'd, I'll be down there in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's a magical time. Okay. We're on our way there. Yep. We are going to do that. So we've got holidays to plan. Yes. As long as the crocodile density is within, <laughs> is I just low. I feel like we need to patent that, or patent that right now. Uh, before, that could be its own. That, like when you see the new Glam Glow crocodile skin, crocodile tears neck cream. Uh, I want you guys to know where you heard it first. Yeah. Also, reptiles. I know they're not reptiles, are they? Oh no, what are they? I don't know. Are they something special? Oh god, no. I feel like it's like whales being mammals. Yeah, they are though. They are dinosaurs technically, though. They technically, I believe their classification is dinosaur. Um. So, but reptiles are are getting everywhere. Amphibian. I believe. Can they breathe underwater? I don't know enough about this creature that I hate. That's the problem. Ignorance is bliss in the case of crocodiles. Yeah. Um, but uh, my mother was gardening yesterday, in fact. Crocodile and, got Well, lived in the same house since I was a couple of months old. Mm. And my mother cannot stand snakes. She saw a snake in the garden and she just sent a text on the family group message saying, we're selling the house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you plant the snake? No, I didn't. Was it for lols? Did you think? Oh, I know. No, it wouldn't be, be for lols. It wouldn't be for lols. I'm not a big fan of them either. No, it's because it's so hot. Probably they're grass. Is it just a grass? They're looking for water. Great. I live downstairs. Yeah. When I live there, mine's downstairs, and I've got the downstairs bathroom. Fantastic. Be in your toilet. Don't, Lindsay. Oh, yeah, poking his little head off his little snaky head. I don't mind snakes, so I'm okay. It's oh, great. Well, you use my bathroom then. <laughs> <laughs> they do get alligators. Right. Do you believe that there are alligators in the sewage system in New York? Yes. Yeah. Because you I have proof? crocodiles. I don't know. Um, I just, having lived in New York and seen the monstrous <laughs> things that occur in that city, I just have no question that someone would have chucked a baby alligator or a baby crocodile down a toilet at some point, and that's where it lives now. I just wouldn't, I'm just not surprised. My aunt used to live in Texas, and they lived in a gated community my uncle was in the air force my uncle was in the air force so they put him up that's my dream i'm just jealous um and uh it was all around a lake man-made lake and firstly it was hilarious because they had not done a very good job of building the lake so they were damming it to fill it and building it while they were filling it which was not smart and then the dam bust so in when it's hot the water level sinks and you can see the tops of jcbs and diggers (laughs) it just flooded it and they were like we can't be able to get them out leave them in um but apparently there's also crocodiles i think it's crocodiles and alligators but there's one or the other in this lake and it's a man-made lake it's a man-made lake so no i I understand the confusion put a crocodile or an alligator in this lake well also would have had to have put more than one because they're not asexual are they no i don't know I don't know what the dealio is. Or maybe it's just one and they just keep feeding it and it's the same one. I now need to Google so much about crocodiles. First of all, know, can right? crocodiles and alligators cohabit? 
Oh, I don't know. Secondly, what is the fundamental difference? Yeah, are they neighbours and friends, or are they, you know, like polar bears is and penguins? Is it true that you need to, if you need, if you want to run away from them, you run away in a zigzag line, or is that just? I just is feel that propaganda like just that's come get from crocodiles. Gone. My science teacher did tell us in Doncaster in the 1990s that if you ever come face to face with one, you've got to sit on its head because the muscles that it uses for opening its mouth are really weak. Um, it's because it snaps very quickly. So it's the closing muscle yes, that's because uh, that's part of its jam. Like pit bulls. Yeah. So if you just sit on its head, it won't be able to open its mouth. And no. I have seen on telly um, on to- Total Divas or Total Bellas. I'm not sure which it was, which WWE related reality show it was. But they were walking a dog in Florida, and there's just a band that rides around Florida, like picking them up from the side of the road. People call in and they're like, "Oh, I send one on the road," and they have to go and get it, and they just like duct tape their mouth together. And uh, Jeffrey, the Uber driver, told me you can just use an elastic band too. They're that weak. Anything you do to close their mouth, they just can't open it. So many questions now. Yeah. I feel I'm like so glad we've come full circle. I feel, <laughs> Back full to the alligator I feel like I'm going to have to actually get a crocodile expert on the show. <gasps> Let's. Oh, you'd have to be on that. <laughs> I would just be sat cowering Fly in back. a corner. Fly yeah. back. Yeah, no, I, I, and I do want to, again, I will hire a drone and just fund it until it captures a giant anaconda having a fight with a crocodile having a fight with a giant crocodile that is so big yeah that um it's about to expire i want yeah i want real life shark anna anna dial yeah anna dial i'd Cro- watch anna dial Croc- crocononda <laughs> anagator i mean i watch any of these yeah i, I mean i think what we've learned from this podcast is that we've now we're now going to make our millions creating <laughs> sci-fi already that noise at the door is sci-fi channel knocking our door down <laughs> begging for the ip rights we, we've got <laughs> intel that under, you are going to break crocodile oh i could do the theme music as well it lends itself to a salsa beat right um we're going to go and do karaoke with nadine baggett for her birthday poor nadine um oh no she'll be like have you two been drinking and then she'll bollock us for like not using the right skincare but in a very loving way Mm -hmm. which i will take on the chin she's been away for ages i haven't seen her for about a fortnight Lindsay, thank you so much for flying over from la especially to do the emma gunn show thank you so much for having me emma gunn show um i am delighted and we'll have you back in a heartbeat with the crocodile (laughs) thank you so much for listening to that conversation with Lindsay and i i hope you enjoyed it we had so much fun recording it we were in the middle of a heat wave as i said if you aren't already why not subscribe to the show just go to wherever it is that you have listened to or downloaded this particular episode and click that subscribe button it just means that the show will pop up on your tablet device or whatever it is that you might be using um, as soon as a new episode goes live takes the legwork out of it for you and if you do feel so inclined i'd be delighted if you could leave a five star rating and a short little review about what you like about the episode and one of my favorite things is to hear from you so if you would like to get in touch please do drop me a line at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or slide into my dms on instagram or twitter where i'm at emma guns that's at e-m-m-a-g-u-n-s see you on the next one